Have you ever felt like you're living under a black cloud? I mean, this cloud will not move. It feels like it follows you everywhere. It affects your business decisions. It's affecting your personal life. You just can't seem to get out from under it. And whether it feels like it's following you or whether it feels like this black cloud is sort of like enveloping you, this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the real reason you're feeling stuck and the mindset trap of it, which feels like you will come out from that black cloud and everything starts to get a whole lot better. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Mindset Medicine Podcast. I'm Catherine Lukedu. We're going to take things a little easy today. I'm a little more relaxed than I usually am in, in the fact that if you're watching this on a video, I'm dressed a little more casually. You know, I thought we would just tone it down a bit because I've been there. I have been to that place where it felt like this black cloud would not move from over me. And it's not happened once. It's not twice. It's happened multiple times throughout my life. And those of you who have been listening for a longer period of time know that I have been through so many different things in my life, whether it was health issues, uh, personal business you know, I've been there. I've been through every chapter of probably what can go wrong <laughs> and what can go right in someone's life. So today we are going to flip the feeling of uh, heaviness, negativity, where it feels like you just don't know the way out. And I'm going to help you get there. So I've divided this into a few different segments. I've got some notes in front of me because it just helps me to keep uh, us moving forward and, and giving you the most value possible. So we're going to talk today about the first step, which is the power of small steps. And it's understanding overwhelm. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the personal aspect of overcoming overwhelm. And then we're going to talk about it in business, because I would say right now, the majority of the world is feeling the tightening of the economy. And when we feel the tightening economy uh, in our environment, we will feel it in our houses as well. So it is so natural, right? It's a natural response to feel overwhelmed. And it's an emotional response that will either paralyze us or it will propel us forward. And I would say that the majority of human beings uh, have a fight or flight response to overwhelm, which means you are either going to run, hide, hope it goes away, or you will stand there and fight. And what we want to do is we want to stand there and fight. But usually we are so overcome by our emotions. We are overcome by defeat. We're overcome by the fact that, are you kidding me? Like, is this really happening to me again? We've all been there. So how do we start to recognize the signs of overwhelm before they get out of control? And how can we stop the constant worry or the procrastination 
of not moving forward when we feel frozen by overwhelm. What we have to do is we have to start retraining our brain. And that's really what this is. They are patterns of behavior that we get into and we fall back onto these patterns of behavior because it's what we know. It's what we've learned over the course of our lifetime in how to deal with certain situations. However, and I've talked about this before in many podcasts, just because that is the way that you have learned up until today in how to deal with things does not mean that that is the right way to be dealing with them. It is possible that you have had a flight reaction your whole life. You run. When something happens, you run, you ignore it, you procrastinate, put it off for another day, hope it will go away. Do, do any of these sound familiar? It's what happens to so many people because it is so much easier to run than to actually face a situation that's happening, isn't it? Conflict is hard and it takes a lot of emotional resilience to be able to face something head on, it takes a lot of emotional energy to face something head on. We have this in business too, right? As a leader, as an entrepreneur, I mean, when you wake up in the morning, you don't necessarily know what's going to be happening that day, do you? But if you can learn to start proactively waking up and saying to yourself, all right, it's a new day, it is possible that something may not go right today and I will be okay with that. It is possible that a deal may go south. It is possible that I have an employee or someone I work with who is going to come and they're not going to be happy today. It's okay. As it comes, I will deal with it. If you can get into this proactive mindset where you are going to ready yourself for the day, that is where the day actually becomes more manageable. Because once we can manage our emotions and our reactions to the situations that may or may not be in front of us or about to occur, believe it or not, you become highly efficient in dealing with things before they even turn into issues. Because when your emotions are in check, when your emotions are under control, everything else will start to process that much easier. So there is a science behind the power of small steps. And it is how we learn to manage anxiety and overwhelm. It is how we manage that feeling of the black cloud over us. And I am going to refer to one particular psychological study, and it talks about how small steps help by providing a sense of accomplishment. Now think about this for a minute. How many of you create a to-do list every day? I'm a list person. So I create lists in my reminders app on my phone. And these lists are just running. They're running for weeks at a time. If I know that there's something I need to do in two weeks, I will put it in that list today. If I know that there's something I need to get done five days from now, I will put it in the list and I give myself a reminder for that day at 10 a.m., at 11 a.m. Hey, you, you've got to remember to do this. So that's one way I have learned to control overwhelm 
is by keeping dated and timed lists of things. Because why do I have to put the pressure on my mind, on my brain, to remember something five days from now when I can just write it down with a reminder? I mean, this is called making our life easier, working smarter through life and not harder. Why make life harder than it already is? You know? So that's my little hack for you is everyone has an app on their phone, whether it's your calendar or it's a to-do list, but make sure that whatever you're putting in there has a date and time attached to it. And then you can forget about it because it will remind you. So psychologically, small steps help by providing a sense of accomplishment, reducing the fear of failure and making the goal seem more attainable. So we can talk about this in all aspects of life. We can talk about it in our health. How often have you said, I really want to lose 10 more pounds. I really want to lose 20 pounds. Or I know that I have to stop drinking Coke or whatever it is. Or I know I have to stop eating those chips at night when I'm watching TV. Whatever the issue is for you, whatever that feeling is that you know is an improvement you want to make in one part of your life, maybe it's sleep. Maybe you have this desire that you need to learn how to sleep longer than six hours a night because you know you will be able to function better. The idea that you're going to get it all done at once or that you're going to turn your life around at once, the idea that all of this is going to change overnight is never how it's going to happen. And let me tell you a little story. So if you have been listening to my podcast over time, you know that I went through open heart surgery. I had a massive heart attack spontaneously one night when I was 33 years old and I had absolutely nothing wrong with me. I, I, would, I, was, in, I was in good health, but I was getting into bed and my arm went numb and my chest started hurting and then I couldn't breathe. So I was rushed to the hospital and they said, yeah, you're, you're having a massive heart attack. They started working on me very quickly and administering um, medications and so on to try and, and slow this down. But this evolved into multiple heart attacks over that one week, which then evolved into triple bypass surgery. It was going to be quadruple, but they decided not to do the fourth artery. And then I was discharged. I was sent home. And when you're in living in Europe, there was no rehab. It was just, I had to figure things out. And believe it or not, I didn't even know what triple bypass surgery entailed. Uh, this is back in 2006. And YouTube was around. There just wasn't a lot of content, but I actually found a YouTube video about triple bypass surgery. And I was horrified. I can't even tell you what was going through my mind as I'm watching this surgery and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, like, is that what they just did to me? Do I actually have metal down my ribs holding them together? 
because they cut them open. They didn't even tell me. They did not tell me at this hospital what had been done to me. So needless to say, I did go back to my first follow-up appointment and I was like, is this what happened? Is this what you did? And they said, yes, for the rest of your life, you will have metal down your sternum holding your rib cage together. And they said, if you feel at the top of your neck, that's where we tied it. So, you know, that was quite the revelation for me. Now, when we talk about overwhelm, that's why I tell you, I understand you. I understand how you feel. I have felt overwhelm beyond overwhelm. To me, that was an overwhelm of emotion that I can't believe what just happened to me. So what were the small steps? Okay, let me be very raw and real with you. I was terrified to go home after being in the hospital for two weeks. I was actually terrified because I was 33 and I did not understand why this had just happened to me. I did not understand how a perfectly healthy 33-year-old woman with two small children can suddenly have a heart attack at night and then a subsequent five heart attacks, then have triple bypass surgery. Where does that come from? This is what I was living with. The fear of dying. And it is a really strong fear, let me tell you. It is a strong fear because you go through life thinking, is today the day this is going to happen again? Am I going to be driving my kids somewhere and I'm going to have another sudden heart attack? When you're not given an explanation for things, it is very hard to go through life trusting that you're going to be okay because the doctors hope that you will. You know, when I said, is there a possibility that this will happen again? They said, well, basically in women, this surgery will last you five years. So anytime around the five years, this can happen again. Well, do you think I looked at my calendar for the next five years? Do you think I looked at my watch wondering, is that day coming? I did. And so that's why I tell you, I can understand what it means to pick yourself back up again. I can understand what it means to have absolute overwhelm in your life. Because from that day forward, I was having panic attacks. I was getting depressed. Depression is a side effect of open heart surgery. No one told me that. I had to figure that out. What I also had to learn is that when you are discharged from having such a large surgery, you can barely walk. They, when they remove your heart in order to be able to bypass the arteries and then they reinsert your heart and kickstart you again, what that does is it's resetting everything in your body. So in order to be discharged from the hospital, I had to learn to actually walk again down the hallway. I could not walk stairs. You, I could not actually climb stairs. So it took time to be able to get up one, then up two. So when we talk about small steps, today I'm going to talk to you literally and figuratively. Because I literally had to learn to climb one step without my heart feeling like it was going to explode. And then a second step. And I had 15 steps I needed to do to get up to my bedroom. And the first time that I did this, it probably took me 
about, I don't even know, maybe an hour to get up there. And then once I was up there, do you think I wanted to come back down again? I really didn't. Another time I had to, they said I had to keep moving. So this was January and I was living in Europe. The weather is horrendous. It's rainy. It's cold. It's that kind of miserable weather. And I was told that I have to go outside and start walking. I didn't want to. I really didn't. Um, I had no power. I had, my mindset was absolutely terrible. It was negative. I was fearing for my life. It was really hard to just be focused on recuperating when I felt like there was this black cloud over me. So here's what I did. So my father was visiting and my father being the Greek uh, stubborn person that he is, he said, okay, come on, Catherine, we're going out for a walk. We're going to, you have to go out and start walking. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not going out there. And he said, no, no, you're going to get up off the couch and we are going for a walk. And again, it was those literal steps one after another. It was freezing cold. It was windy. I was crying. I did not want to do this. But one step after another, we walked down a hill and then we walked back up again. But guess what happened? I walked back into my house and a little something had changed within me. I felt a little more hopeful because I had just managed to do what I didn't think I could and I was still alive. So when this continued and then I started walking every day. Every day in my own pace, I made steps forward. But what this does to you psychologically is it starts to reinforce the fact that you can do this. You are stronger than you think you are. You are stronger than the story you are telling yourself that you are. So obviously this progressed and I learned day after day that every one thing that I did not think I could do I started doing. And so my goal was if I had a fear, I had to start facing it. So if my fear was putting my kids in the car and taking them somewhere by myself, I had to do that. And if my fear was, how do I go back to work after this? What if I have a heart attack in front of, and I was teaching back then, what if I have a heart attack in front of all my students? Like, what do I do? And I said, no, I'm not going to think that way. I'm going to go and I'm going to do the best that I can. That's all I can do. This resilience, this learning of bouncing back with small steps is what then carried forward into business recovery because small steps is what is needed in business recovery. So right now, are any of you feeling a tightening or a pull of your finances? Are you feeling, are you feeling really frustrated and overwhelmed that the business isn't what it was? Um, whether you are a leader and you are leading a company, whether you are an entrepreneur and you are running your own business, are you feeling that tension right now where you have a lot on your shoulders and you are trying to figure out how to get through this? This will work for you. And it works because you have to take the small steps. You know, there is a, a, a concept called the flywheel effect. 
And it is by a man named Jim Collins who created the book Good to Great. And the flywheel effect is imagine you've got this large wheel, right? Big, heavy wheel. And it's there in front of you. You can think of like a wagon wheel and you start pushing it. And as you start pushing it, it's heavy. And oh my God, it takes so long to get that thing moving. But what happens is every bit that it turns, slowly it starts to speed up. That is the flywheel effect because eventually the compounding effect of the energy of pushing this wheel will eventually make this wheel move faster. We are exactly the same way and so are our businesses. So if we decide that we are ready to make things happen, we are ready to get rid of the old mindset that I feel stuck. Are you ready to make a difference? Are you ready to improve the situation you are currently in? If you are, it is time to start pushing the wheel. Now, maybe you say to me, well, I don't even know what the first step is. You absolutely do know what the first step is. The first step is moving yourself from a place of just standing by, waiting for something to happen, to saying to yourself, what is the one thing that if I did it right now would actually make a difference to my business? So if you are in sales, is the one thing to start talking to people, following up with people. You have a database of people in your, in your business that you can start reaching out to. It is time to be proactive. It is time to get up, stop feeling sorry for yourself, stop feeling like a victim, because really this is the mentality that we need to become resilient from, is the victim mentality that all of this is happening to you. It's not. It's just a fact of life that things happen. So if you can bounce back from that and say, okay, I get it. Things are hard right now. My personal life isn't going great, if that's the case for you. Business isn't going great. My health isn't great. I need to start tackling each of these issues right now one at a time, and I'm going to do it with really small steps. So if it's health, start drinking one extra glass of water a day. Why? Because your body needs to be hydrated. Your mind, your brain needs water to function properly. It also requires movement. So if you know that you want to feel healthier, you need to start walking continuously at least five minutes a day. You start with five minutes. It doesn't matter if your goal is half hour a day, but you start with five. So you start with five, you start with one glass of water. Let's move on to business, right? Let's say you have an issue with employees. Start creating a plan. Maybe it's time to start talking to the employees. Maybe it's time to start talking to the employees that you're actually having an issue with. Face the issues head on. Is the is maybe the, the problem is that there is not enough revenue coming in. Right. Go back. When did that stop? What stopped happening in order for that revenue to be generated? If you're in real estate, did you become complacent? Did you start thinking to yourself, oh, life has been so easy. Deals have been so easy for the last three years. Well, they're not anymore. 
Now you've got to work for it. You've got to use that license that you went to school for. You've got to use the follow-up, the communication skills, all of that now comes into play. So we know that small steps need to be done, but along with those steps, we need a mindset of resilience. And resilience is what gets us back up again. Resilience is what keeps us going when things are tough. Resilience in our mindset is what keeps reminding us, you're okay. You've got this. Yeah, it's hard. Life is hard right now. You can feel sad, but don't stay there. Emotional intelligence is always in the same discussion as resilience because emotional intelligence is understanding your feelings when you're having them. What I find with a lot of people that I'm coaching is most of the time they don't take a moment to actually realize that right now I'm feeling annoyed, I'm feeling frustrated, I'm angry, and now is not the time to send that text message. Or they're on the phone with someone and that person is kind of provoking them into a conversation. Maybe they're telling them that they are to blame for something. Everyone always looks to blame someone else when something goes wrong. And if you are on the receiving end of that, immediately you're going to go into defensive mode, right? Well, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Rather than do that, just listen to what that person is saying to you. Where are they coming from? Do you know that most of the time, the way to calm someone down who is emotionally reacting to a situation, so whether they're a customer, whether they're an employee, the way to calm them down is to simply listen and understand them. Because when they believe that they are being heard by you, that's really what they're looking for. So if they're angry, that something is not working out. If they're angry because they feel like something was done incorrectly, just listen. I can understand how that must feel for you. That must be really frustrating right now. They just want to know that you see their side of things. So this is one way to deal with emotions in business, for example. But you know, it's the same thing in our personal lives as well. We may have someone in our family who is overreacting emotionally. And again, they just want to be heard. But people so often jump to defensiveness, thinking, well, I didn't cause this. I didn't, I'm not the one that make you upset. Or how do I fix this? You don't necessarily have to fix everything. And you don't need to be defensive about everything. Just listen. What is it they're really telling you? What is actually the issue that's going on right now? Because most of the time, it's not just that issue there. Sometimes that issue is because they're not feeling well. Sometimes that issue is because they just had a fight with someone. There's usually a root cause that isn't associated with the reason that someone is reacting. If you can find that root cause, you can very quickly find the answer to most problems. So a mindset of resilience means that you need to have a mindset of growth. And 
it doesn't necessarily mean growth in the sense that, you know, like, you know, my mind is growing. What it means is that you are open and you are flexible. It means that your opinion isn't necessarily always the right one. And that maybe you just need to listen to what other people around you are saying. Maybe you need to do some further research. Maybe you need to read up a little more on the topic of whatever it is that's causing you the problem. Maybe you need to have better support around you and be open enough to say, you know, I think I need help with this. I think I need a coach to help me walk through this. You know, it's interesting. I had a first coaching call and I love first coaching calls because I get to dig a little deeper. And the first coaching call I had with this wonderful, wonderful woman, you know, she said after about 15 minutes, she was like, oh my God, it's like you can read my brain. And I said, you know, we've all been there. We've all felt overwhelmed. We've all felt resilience, but not all of us have learned how to overcome it. I have, because I've had to do it over and over and over from health to moving countries, to changing jobs, to changing industries. I've had to do it in my personal life. It's, it's constant. It's been a constant upheaval, but learning with each one. Okay, how do we deal with this now? And what I learned is the common denominator between all of the things that I've gone through was my mindset when it was in the right place and it was strong and it was, it was flexible and it was open. That is how I have been able to overcome so many different things. So business setbacks, when I owned my real estate brokerage and the COVID pandemic happened, you know, that's not easy, is it? Because I had employees on payroll. We have real estate, which for a few months had just stopped. So employees are being paid out of my bank account because none of the agents were selling any properties. That can be overwhelming. And it's more overwhelming because we don't actually know what's, the, what's, what's coming in the future. How long are we going to be on lockdown, especially here in Ontario, Canada? So there were so many unknowns and a lot of people during that period of time when, when the world really was on lockdown, a lot of people crumbled because what do I do? What, what, you know, the world is ending. People were running out and buying toilet paper, people running out and stocking up on bread. I wasn't like that at that time. I was okay. Why was I okay? Because when we have taught ourselves that we can overcome challenges and we'll be okay, you take that with you throughout life. I want you to think about your life right now. And I want you to think about the things that you have overcome in your life. But what I want you to do is I want you to remember it as strength, your strength. Rather than reminiscing about things that have happened to us and then think of yourself as how sorry you feel for yourself because they happened, look at it in a different light. You overcame all of that. How did you do that? Your mindset helped you get through that. So 
going through the pandemic with a real estate brokerage, with not many agents selling real estate, but rather uh, staying home and collecting money from the government, I was the one who was going out. And here I was one of the most vulnerable, vulnerable people in society, as they were calling them, because of all the heart issues I'd had. And then I had had a stroke after I came home from my heart surgery a week later. And um, what a lot of people didn't realize is that when the H1N1 vaccine, if you remember that vaccine, when that came out, I got that. And then I was somewhat paralyzed for six months. So I've been through so many different things and overcame them that the idea of having to stay home and figure this out wasn't as dire to me as it was for some people. So what did I do? I actually started this podcast one month into the pandemic, three years ago. That's when I started this because I felt the need to be proactive. I didn't need to sit around. You know what else I did? I enrolled in a course at Cornell University. I was like, well, I've been given this time in between showing houses. I'm going to do a course and learn leadership in business. So that's what I did. I baked. I went for a walk around my house. I cleaned out my closet, but I didn't crumble because I knew that that would not serve me or my family or the agents that still needed a brokerage to return to afterwards. So everything begins with your mindset. It really does. So here's where we're going to end off. We're going to end off with some practical steps for you. I know that I have been talking about them and I've mentioned them throughout this podcast, but I am going to give you some specific practical steps for picking yourself back up again, whether it's the black cloud that feels like it's covering you, whether it's business that feels like it's just not going right, whether it is issues that are going on in your company. You know, you are leading people and you feel like there are days when you just don't feel like doing it. It sometimes can be very hard to be encouraging to others when you just don't feel it inside yourself. So here are some practical steps for you. Acknowledging emotions. I want you to recognize and validate your emotions. Understand it is okay to feel scared. It is okay to feel fear. It is okay to feel inadequate. It is okay if you don't feel like you are measuring up to this idea that you had for yourself. That's okay. But what I want you to remember is that don't stay there. Feel it and move forward anyways. Feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, like when I was getting into the car with my children, Oh my God, did I feel fear? Am I going to have another heart attack? But I did it anyway. You know why? Because every time I got home from that drive with the kids and I was alive, showed me, you're okay. Look what you just did. And you're fine. That's why it's really important to face whatever it is that you fear head on. Because when you overcome it, you get the confidence to do the next step. Number two emotional SMART goals and business SMART goals. So your SMART goals, it is S, specific, M, measurable, A, attainable, S, specific, M, measurable, A, attainable, R, 
relevant to your situation. And T, there is a timeline. Every goal must have a timeline of when you want to accomplish it. If there's no timeline, it means nothing. There's got to be a timeline for every goal you wish to accomplish, no matter how small your step. If you say you're going to start drinking water, by what time today will you have drunk so many glasses of water? You want to exercise? At what time will you be doing that five minutes of walking? Give yourself a time for it. Put it as a reminder in your calendar. Business goals. What is your first business goal? What needs to get done by the end of this year? What needs to get done in order for you to feel like you are moving forward? What is the first step of accomplishment? If you're not sure, you need a mentor or a coach. This is what I help people do. I help them figure out what is your next step? What is your next best step forward? And then what is the next best step after that one? And then we keep going because every step that moves you forward, guess what? You just gained more confidence. And that cloud that you felt like was there, it just starts moving away. It just starts dissipating. Celebrate emotional growth. Celebrate the fact that you are overcoming all these hurdles that you never thought you would. It's important. It is important to celebrate that you are becoming that very best version of yourself that you really didn't think you had the power to do. Seek emotional support. So if you cannot get emotional support from a friend or a family or a colleague or someone that doesn't have any ulterior motive in your life, then you need to join a mastermind of people. You need to join a group of people. Hire a coach who can introduce you to a mastermind of people. Do that for yourself. It is not an expense when you are investing in yourself. It's an investment into your future. The future of you and your happiness and your faith in yourself and confidence reflecting on your emotional journey. Don't be scared to think back to what you've overcome. Don't be scared to think back to the things that have happened that haven't necessarily been all that happy or good because I want you to see them as the stepping stones that you accomplished. You got over the hurdle and here you are. You know, it's interesting. I was watching a movie last night uh, about a genie and, uh, you know, she was saying about time travel and this person, this character who she's talking to, <laughs> he says, well, I thought you said that there was no time travel. And she's like, well, I may have lied there. You know, we, I can help you do time travel as one of your wishes, but most people abuse that wish because they go back and then they screw up the future. So I said, you know, I said out loud as I was watching that I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go back and change a thing. I wouldn't go back and change the heart attacks, the open heart surgery, the stroke, the paralysis. I, I wouldn't change any of it because I had to go through it in order to become the person I am today. I would never be able to sit here and be able to confidently talk about the psychology of mindset, resilience, leadership running a business, creating businesses from scratch, having lived in different countries, 
and what it means to to create businesses in languages that you don't even know or don't know very well and still do well. I had to have gone through all of that to be able to sit here and feel confident enough to talk to you about these subjects. So as we bring this to a close today, don't, don't press pause or stop yet. Let's just revisit quickly what we've talked about. So we have the small consistent steps that will move us forward like that big wagon wheel. You start pushing it and it's really tough at the beginning and then it starts to get easier because of momentum. Don't forget, that's life. It's it, the push, the first push is hard. And then every step after that gets easier and easier. We talked about resilience and a growth mindset and how important it is to really don't believe the stories you're telling yourself. They're not always right. Don't believe them. These are just your experiences throughout your life so far. But that's why it's really important to, to network and read and educate yourself that there are so many other ideas that you could take in and possibly formulate a different perspective on maybe an issue that you've been looking at and maybe there is another way to be looking at it. Let's not forget the emotional part of us and that it's okay to feel emotions, but we need to really be careful about how reactive we are. And the less reactionary you are, particularly in business or in a relationship, the easier and more understanding you will become. Listen, listen to where people come from. And finally, if you feel stuck, if you would love to be able to do so many of these things that we talked about today, but you honestly don't have the first idea of where to begin because you feel, does your mind feel foggy because you feel so much overwhelmed? Like, like you cannot create this clear idea of what it is that you really want to do to move forward, that's why I'm here. Reach out to me because, you know, we all have a superpower. That's one of mine is to help you gain clarity. What is that next step? How do I interpretate, interpret this situation? What, is the other, what are the other perspectives I'm not seeing here? Maybe it's time I look into those. As a mindset coach, as a business coach, this is what I help people do. There's usually something you hadn't thought of that will fill that gap that you're not sure is missing. And maybe you don't even realize it's missing and that's why you're feeling stuck. It's the mindset trap. So I hope you enjoyed this episode a little, a little calmer. It's a little more casual today, but nevertheless, if you found it helpful, send me a message saying that was really, that was a good episode. It helped me. This is the part that helped me. Like it, subscribe, and, uh, you know, head over to my katherinelucaducoaching.com site, because did you know that there are tens and tens of blogs on there that I write every week, which might also be able to help you. Have a great week ahead. I'll see you again.